for the for the faithful man, you know, consistently every two weeks we like to drop a podcast and kind of get what's going on with the league, the culture league, talk about some new things that have happened. You know, just basically chop it up from me to you, my opinions and vetted from my desk um, to yours. Episode 21, LML TikTok podcast coming to you live. What's up? Coming back to y'all, man. Look, we, we, we just here to have fun, man. We just here to have fun. I know recently we just had something happen in the league, um, and I addressed it, talking about the strike system. And let me clarify, because I know when we drop a live, a lot of people are getting their feelings about things. Wasn't really referenced particularly to one I, 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 I person in the sense, um, mostly addressing a narrative that's always pushed on the back end. Do we have to address it? No. But I do believe sometimes you just add clarification for people that may be on the fence or confused for whatever the narrative is being pushed and whatever reality is. Um, I, I, I stand behind a lot of the things we do, especially in the strike system, because I, I believe that we maintain our unbiasedness. We remain our consistency to a degree. Now, I know people want to say, well, there should be a template for um, how adverse your punishment should be depending on your crime, basically, right? And yes, in a sense, there is a template, but... There's also a, a severity that goes into it to discourage you from doing that behavior again. If we keep it with a slap on the wrist, which is player suspensions, always consistently for the first strike, people are more prone to do these behaviors again. It's already been proven and it's shown. They're guy, these are for guys that uh, do do um, go about committing strikes uh, for whatever reason it is. You know what I'm saying? If you show disregard for the rules purposely, uh, because you felt that, you know, you had priority or whatever the case may be, that may get that may warrant, you know, a um, more adverse strike. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, the strike system is what it is. It's not here to um, destroy people and not let them have fun. You know, we always want you to have fun. We always want you to enjoy yourself. But we also want you to play within the lines that we all have to follow. We don't want people to use the game against everybody else. You know what I'm saying? When I say that our coaching the cat is doing your part, but. Using the game's issues against other people is is not right. You know what I'm saying? And there are leagues for that. That that's what they solely do. It's a three play, four play, five play scheme, comp mode, one play touchdown, comp mode. That's what it is. It's lobby ball. And years ago, when I was deep in the lobby ball, like I tell people all the time, I had my little scheme. This was years ago. This is probably six, seven years ago. And I, I kind of graduated to being more so as a football fanatic and as a football. Uh, immersed in football all the time is just coaching. You know what I'm saying? Kind of bringing your skill set to, to the platform and using it. Our coaching guys. Now, there are guys you're going to play that are going to take you out your realm, you know, that <clears throat> that don't let you coach because of how they play. <clears throat> so sometimes you just got to play Madden. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, that's always um, – you got you to gotta, gotta vibe that out. So in your first quarter playing the cat, you vibe it out. You see what they're trying to do and then – you go from that. But uh, to clarify, like I said before, the strike system is not meant to be your sword. Um, the strike system is meant to protect you, more like your shield. Um, but it, it, it can be a blessing and it can be a curse. Um, I say again, if you have anything, you can always send it to our inbox. But the complaining, my, my biggest concern is don't fish if you don't know. So watch what you're sending and vet it yourself. If you if you feel you know this is warranted, then you let us know. But a lot of guys do play arts that are simple, and they, whether they bounce it out or not, that's on them. Now, if they've shown you that tendency as a user, it's not hard to stop. But I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's one of those things that um, if people are using the game against you, we are in full support and full fledged to help you and assist you. 
um, to get compensation, especially if you lost that game. Compensation in the sense of at least you get the, the fact knowing, all right, these cats have been highlighted and people know moving forward. Uh, what that means is for your peers, they need to do the same. Um, I addressed that in the live. People uh, protect a lot of people because they like people or they're scared of people, whatever the case may be. Um, be consistent, not just the people you don't like, but to the people that um, you believe need to be highlighted so that they can be humbled and also be educated to say, hey, expand your book, have fun, bring your own scheme to the table. That's the one thing I always want. Bring your own identity. You know, a lot of people want to copy everybody else. And that's the curse of custom books. I tell people all the time, bring your own identity to the table. When you do that, man, it's going to be, it's, you're going to have fun because it's something you do. You know what I mean? And you're going to have fun knowing this cat was running this play now because he probably seen me running that. He wasn't running it, you know, six, seven seasons ago. People are always going to adapt and take what works. But, uh, yeah, that's where we're at right now. So that's just my little topic on the uh, good old strikey strike. Pulse check of the page. Pulse check of the page is um, something I wanted to do today. You know, usually I, I, I sit down and I'll open up the open up the game and I, I look at it and I write down the standings and the stats. And that's just kind of like that is what it is. That's great. Um, but culturally, there's some things that are going on the page that kind of speak volumes to um, people's success and people's ideas and crazy things of that nature. We just had a recent trade um, of Drake, Ronaldo Drake, going to New York and and Hoover, Denmark, and an old lineman going um, back to uh, Green Bay. There was also another player in that trade as well, who I think is a younger cat that's going to be a develop. Why that trade probably rung bells to a lot of people. From my perspective, and, and, and this is just my opinion on the matter, I think we all have the right to have our opinion on the matter. I think both users are happy, of course. They both submitted that deal. If I had to identify a winner in that trade, to me, it is the Green Bay Packers. They needed defensive help. They were able to get um, their Drake back, but they also moved Savage and, and uh, to get Ronaldo in the first place, him and Gary. But they were able to at least backfill and get Denmark. I do believe he'll flip Denmark. He'll try to flip Denmark. We don't know what he'll get, but um, – uh, I think he won that trade getting defensive help that he needed. He didn't need two great backs. I think that kind of suffocates his defense. Um, but he has now at least two great backs still with Hoover. Hoover's there, very serviceable. If you look at his card, he's still 90-plus speed and acceleration. 98 juke is going to be potent. People, you know, there, There's a lot of things that go into it. The, 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 the traits that a player has are amplified by their card. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times people chase big numbers. I think Ronaldo's like 94 speed, 97 acceleration. And that's great, but... To me, it was interesting because the Giants don't run the ball. You know what I mean? Like, he he tries, but he's a he's a passer by like that's his natural thing. He we when I think of my scout report on on Andrew and the Giants, it is a vertical offense that will stress you horizontally um, with wheel routes with verts. Whether he's trying to kill a cover three look, he's trying to kill whatever look he's trying to kill. That's what he does. Now, does he run a couple things on the side? Yes, um, he shows his hand a lot in that. Um, but he also had, to me, Barkley is the standard as far as running backs, of course, of standard backs. We know that you got a DeAndre Drake, who's a phenomenal running back, who was built up really well in, in L.A. by Corey. Drake was built up. The other Drake was built up really well by uh, Trey. But to me, culturally, he's a he's a passer. So it was a very interesting move for him. I mean, it's a dynamic player for his offense. So if he's making the transition for his offensive scheme, I, mean, I think it would make sense. Uh, to me, it was – I would be more like if he got Ross, you know what I'm saying? Like if he would have got like a guy that can take the top off defense because he got Allen with a big arm. 
Like I said, he likes to stress you down the field. He will kill you in the seam. He's got a couple good looks that he has, good plays that he, that he runs at you that can really stress a defense down. So it was interesting to see him move Drake out of town. He's got two good safeties that are really good high speed, low acceleration types. Good for him to be a safety. His cornerbacks are a little bit weaker now. Um, his defensive line is, is not what it used to be. But he still has Oliver, which is still potent. Um, Lawrence is a big-time run stopper. Got another small guy on the outside. Then he's got Banjo, a guy that uh, the Ravens sent him a couple years ago. So it, it's interesting. But also, I know when guys losing or not successful, they do interesting things, right? And I caveat that to the Ravens. We moved Tack McKinley out. Was it probably strange? Yes, over 70 sacks in three seasons. But culturally, we wanted to go in a different direction as far as moving forward. With us saying, you know, we have not drafted a first-round pick in nine seasons. We wanted to get a first-round pick this year. We knew big fish get big – big bait get big fish. I'm sorry. See, the problem is sometimes we put out a on a block and it's some petty petty pieces, petty players, but big bait get big fish. And we was able to get two firsts. They're not going to be early firsts. That's why that trade was looked like it looked. They're going to be really late. I think it's Green Bay and San Fran. But we're cool with that. If we can get into the top 32 with two picks – we're cool. We're guaranteed us, ourselves to get two young players that can help us moving forward as we're looking at a 12-, 13-year lead. Um, and that's what, that's what it was all about. It was a strategic move to make a sacrifice saying, as much as tax has been great for, for Baltimore, let's make a transition for a little bit younger, right, and, and not relying on the superstar necessity, even though he would be great for us in a tough AFC, but just trying to say, hey, man, let's get younger because – our roster is some spots is older than I want. Um, I would like my running back core to be a little bit younger. Right now, our average age is 30, um, but it's okay. I think you deal with the cards you got and you have fun. So we're still working the lines on the side, but you, you see trades all the time that come down, and just that was the biggest one to hit um, so far. Um, but, you know, and I tell people all the time, play defense with trades, man. You know, if you're in the same division with people or same conference, we play division. I remember just moving tack. Quinn jumped in the inbox, said, what you want for him? Cleveland. There's certain people we just don't trade with that the offer's that great because I don't want to have to deal with that player when it comes to money time in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Call it what you may, but you can be defensive in how you trade, not just on the field. That is a big aspect of the CFM franchise concept. People believe that just because they see somebody that's worth something, don't always take what you see. I know it sucks to say that, but sometimes there is something beyond that. But I ain't going to teach you all you know, how to do what you do. Like at the end of the day, you put the trigger on whatever you put the trigger on, whatever makes you happy. That's what it's all about. Um, trade and have fun. That's what it's all about. So uh, we're just talking about how you can look at stuff moving forward. Moving forward, man. LML, what's going on? What's the plan? Um Shout out to Joe Scott. Joe Scott bringing back the Power Ranks. Power Ranks been gone for about three, four seasons. So it's going to be good to have him back. Uh, blessings up to the, the newfound quarantine and everything going on in the world. And on, on that topic, man, be safe, man. You know, a lot of us, you know, essential. Some of us are essential. So we still go to jobs every day. I know I know, I'm doing my part when I go to work to uh, take care, especially when I got kids and stuff. And for the cats, they're like, you know, I got my other kids that I can't really, I can't see right now because everything going on. So, Keep your head up no matter what your situation is. You know, I think that we all got something going on. And um, as much as we like to talk smack to each other, uh, it's a lot of fathers in here. It's a lot of brothers in here. It's a lot of cause it's a lot of family in here. You know what I'm saying? And if uh, you have something going down, we got your back. <clears throat> we are in support of you. And um, like I said, shit talk or not, at the end of the day, uh, we have fun chopping up on the game. It's like a network. It's a community. Use this if you're a young head uh, uh, to, 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 to learn from some old heads. 
um, learn, learn some swag, whatever you want to do, learn, live and learn. But um, for real, keep keep safe, stay safe, <clears throat> do whatever you got to do to, um, you know, uh, follow whatever guidelines they put and have fun man. day. So um, fast forward, Joe Scott bringing the power ranks. Uh, awesome times. Um, we haven't done LML times in a while. I haven't put the magazine out. Um, I want to get better. Uh, I, there's some things I want to do, but like I said before, I don't want to be too repetitive with that. I don't want to oversaturate you. I think it's something I like to do, but it, I want to be more. I want to have more depth to it. Um, there are a couple things I've looked into, but right now it's okay. Uh, there's some things that I'm probably going to wait on for that. I think it's better to drop those. Like when you first kick off the CFM, it's a lot more fun right now. The podcast is something I'm really holding on to. Even though the even though the listeners, you know, they slowly kind of fade away. I think right now, the last two times we've been to eat, but it, they're it's guys that are consistently listening to it and um, want to know what what we bring to the table. So um, right now, like I said, power ranks is a big big, big thing going on. Uh, the league itself looks really good. We're in season nine, fellas. We're in season nine. We're already uh, past week four. I mean, we're rolling. We're having a good time. We're just trying to set the bar, and that bar is set because y'all place it. You know what I'm saying? Our job is to continue to kind of guide that but y'all 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 the heart to it all and uh, if you don't believe that believe that we know that and um we appreciate you so it's a it's a continuous relationship between us and y'all on giving you a product that you enjoy giving you a product that you want to come back to uh giving you a product that gives you depth depth is the key here because a lot of guys fade in madden a lot of guys say it's not fun i'm not having fun um it's boring uh, I got things going on. Blessings up, like I said. I mean, not blessings up, but crazy times are ahead of us right now, which which helps the league. But uh, we're just trying to get you a product you can support. So on this ten year league thing, man, I hate it with a passion. I'm not gonna lie to you, I hate the ten year league. I just I've always had. You know me, I'm a big four by four guy. When I say four by four, if you ever heard me say that, it's four seasons reboot four seasons. Why I, I believe that it keeps people entertained. It keeps people locked in. You can create a team. You can rebuild a team in two seasons. Especially if you're smart and don't trade your job. You know, there's a lot of things you can do. Uh, we've seen it done numerous times. I've done it. Other people have done it with bad teams. Um, it, it it challenges you as a user, depending on your skill set, whatever division you're in. There's a lot of things that go into place. But um, also not picking up a team that you've had to pick up somebody on the X. You know what I'm saying? And the X is something I want to look into next next Madden. And, and, of course, there's some things that we're going to change moving forward next Madden. I think a lot of people would like. Um, but it's all about growth. And when I drop suggestions out, giving your opinion. But... When you give your opinion, I know a lot of people give opinions, and it's really it's an opinion that somehow will directly affect them personally, but they try to make it a broad thing. Um, I get that, and we, we try to stay away from a singular opinion that really has one big, big P, and that's to make that person's whatever they want happen and everybody else kind of follow in place. Uh, we try to get something that help the masses, and um, it, it's it's a it's a it's a push and pull kind of relationship but at the end of the day i think we we're trying our best so i appreciate those who understand and like i said before man we give you time and effort i uh, hope you can appreciate it and like i said once again salute to each and every one of y'all um for helping us man so like i said this is this is the how i want to do these podcasts from time to time man uh i know i'm gonna take a quick break come back and talk about who i think is going to be the most successful uh this season um but if you have been with me uh, and you've been bulking up with me, man, I, I, I hope you enjoying this kind of cool, calm and collected way of going at it. Some clarification on some things. My opinion on a lot of things is really what it's all about, because uh, I know y'all all have your own. And um, once again, I appreciate you. I appreciate you for riding with us. I appreciate you for being uh, dedicated and loyal to the brand. And um, you are LML just as much as we are. Last but not least, um, 
like I said, this is going to be based off the culture of the league and how I feel the league's going. But my opinion on who I believe will um, be front runners moving forward in the postseason for the AFC and NFC, respectively. Not really checking our records yet. But like I said, I'm not going. I didn't want to look at the stats and standards today. I just wanted to kind of go off how I'm feeling about the page, man. Um, a couple guys that I think um, are going to be consistent threats as always. I think Tennessee, of course, New England. Um, I told BD Cleveland, man, is an interesting team. He's really loaded up on that defense. He's got a great offense with two X-Factor receivers on the outside. It fits what he likes to do. Good X-Factor running back. BD's thing is decision-making. You kind of saw that last night against San Fran. Um, but if he if he calmed down, man, he he, he can compete with a lot of people. Um, I'm shocked about Remis. Remis is a is a really good user despite what people say. Yeah, I know he has a scheme that he runs, but he's um he has a he has good skill set. I think right now he's just trying to figure it out. The quarterback swaps with Kyler and Tyree and, and it's, 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 it's interesting. He'll figure it out. But I don't think all hope is lost. It's still the first quarter season for a lot of for a lot of teams. So I wouldn't panic just yet for anybody that's one and three, oh and three, whatever it is. Um be successful and, and get your dub. But um I do think Tennessee is is a strong team. They loaded up on that defense. It's gonna be interesting to see him without Drake. I know he's getting Dobbins spun up, which means Dobbins probably get a trait game soon. I think that's what he's banking on. If Dobbins gets a trade game, he becomes a better running back. Uh, he'll probably, he's trying to probably get the rookie rookie of the year for Dobbins as well in the AFC. I think Quinn's also trying to do that with Sermon in New England. So there's a competition there in that in that in that wagon. There are a lot of other teams doing really well so far. Um, the Chargers have probably one of the best defenses built up by Corey, um, but they're tough. Once Tiz figures out what he wants to do in offense, probably can make a trade. If I was him, I'd probably flip one of them defensive players and, and get a receiver. And he has some great passing concepts. He runs out in L.A., but he his players ain't that good. Uh, that's the one thing you kind of see. So um, I, I do believe I think New England will be there. But Tennessee, I think it's, this is they're going to be tough. The Colts are going to always be tough. Um, they got a good young – they got a team that's built really well on the outside end. Uh, still, Hines is still there. Robbins is tough. They got a tough team. Miami is a sleeper. The Jets are a sleeper, of course. Um, Buffalo has been surging up lately. So – I mean, it's some good teams out there in the AFC. I think right now, for me, the front runner, and I'm, I'm really want to see what the Broncos do. The Broncos got to bounce back. They really don't have Lindsey. Um, their defense is tough. Their defense is tough as well. That AFC West, like I say, got some tough defenses. But we'll see what they do moving forward. There's some there's some tough games ahead for a lot of players in the AFC. So we'll see what clarification comes. But I, I'm, I like Tennessee, man. I, I like what Tennessee has on defense. I think between them and the Colts, man. They may shake some things up. Of course, New England's going to be a consistent threat. They got a really, really, really great defense. They got a young quarterback in Burrow. Um, they're going to be tough. So, at the end of the day, I like, I like those three teams right now. I think Cleveland is a sleeper, depending on his decision-making. So, for the AFC, that's where my money's at. And the NFC, man, you know, the NFC is very interesting. Um, Kerry is the consistent threat. Dawson's always up there, man. Uh, you know, Vontae is... Surging, he's a regular season. He's a regular season guru. He's got to figure it out in the playoffs. But with Corey coming in with Green Bay and getting the Drakes and doing all this other crazy stuff, he's gonna be able to run the ball. If you can stop the run, we saw it with Tyler. Tyler Tyler managed the run, but he 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 did what he had to do in the past game, and he made him pay for it in the end. Um, but you, this NFC is gonna be really exciting to watch because there's so many different people with that can do something. I think that 49ers by far probably. One of the strongest units um, from top to bottom in the NFC. I think they're clear, the clear-cut favorite. I do believe that um, uh, Tuck's a sleeper as well. 
Uh, Ronnie's always gonna be a sleeper. Andrew, I know he's in, he's trying to figure out some things. I, I I don't I don't know if the Giants this is their year, but I do believe that there are some good rosters in the NFC that have a chance. So Dawson's gonna always be there. Getting Kyler for me is very interesting. I want to see what he does with Kyler. Um, Kyler's card is terrible, atrocious. So he's basically a regular player that's got a couple abilities that you can use, but uh, definitely want to see what they do with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's going to be an interesting guy, but him being out in L.A. is nice. And don't get it twisted. L.A., uh, I mean, Atlanta, I'm sorry. Atlanta is Saquon Barkley. Barkley is the key to that whole team. Of course, Metcalf gets all the oohs and ahs, but because of Saquon Barkley, that team is next level. Uh, he can run the ball um, on anybody. He's the best running back in the league. I've said that before. If you don't believe that man's consistency, even at in, in the upper age, is crazy. And he ain't even one of them high-speed boomer backs. That's what is crazy. Like, a lot of these backs that are really well, the Drake's are extremely fast, right? They can get away from you. But he's a back that is is – he's got decent speed, but he has the power. He has all this other stuff. Whoever he rolled him and lost, he basically – oh, man, disappointing. That's, that was the best ability on the game, but – um, Atlanta, like I said, is going to be up there as well. I, I like what Dallas is doing. They play tough against uh, the Patriots. Um, they got an interesting roster as well. So it, it's 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 interesting. But to me right now, I mean, of course, it sucks to say it, but I, I think that it's between Atlanta and, and San Fran again. I like what uh, Arizona is doing. Um, they're always going to be in it. They got a good roster, really high, really good talent on the outside. Uh, and Green is a good quarterback. So um, I'm, I'm interested what Tyler does as well. But Right now, like I said before, I think I, I got Trey as a favorite. I'm going to probably go with Kerry. Kerry's defense is, is legit. His offense is surging. He's one of those guys that got younger backs that are going to develop with all these reps they're getting. So next couple weeks, man, we'll see a lot more clarity because there will be development games that are dropping. People will start getting their developments up, which is going to change the dynamic of a lot of organizations and a lot of teams and a lot of philosophies and concepts. So Green Bay is going to be tough. I think that's that's true. I think the NFC North is going to be really interesting to watch. Um of course, I think it's between Detroit and Green Bay, but let's not sleep on Minnesota. Even with his roster not being the strongest, he's been competitive. He's he's playing smart. He's got some tough games ahead of him. He's got some tough teams ahead of him. But we'll see how people can handle the Drake show in New York and the Drake show in Green Bay and, and the Kyler Murray show in Atlanta. And, of course, Kerry's just kind of chilling right now. He's got a lot of great players, a lot of great players, got a lot of great roster. So is this San Fran's year to win the championship? I believe they're the favorite. I do believe that San Fran – if they can get over the hump in the postseason, to me, they are the projected favorite in season nine to win the championship. Um, if they don't, I, I don't know what, you know, they got a younger roster. They got a, like I said, they got a really strong roster on defense, offense. I mean, it's stout. So um, I don't see any excuses for, for the San Fran, uh, for San Fran this year. So we'll see if Kerry actually uh, handles business. But uh, I, like I said, I like the the Titans and the Colts and the Patriots on the, on the AFC. And I like, the uh, 49ers, Falcons, and uh, Cardinals are still a threat, man. Don't forget that. Cardinals are still a threat, but like I said, Cowboys and Packers are going to be interesting to watch as well. I think that the NFC is interesting. And don't forget Ronnie. Ronnie's a sneaker, too. He did some good things adding to that defense, but, man, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see, and I can't, like I said, can't forget about, uh, I think Travis is playing extremely well right now, too. So, um, exciting times in LML. If you haven't realized, man, it, it, it it's any, I like the feeling that anybody can win and anybody can lose on any given Sunday type. That, to me, is football. And that's what LML gives you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, some catch y'all play like, oh, this team's too good. But, bro, real talk, we've seen guys upset guys in the regular season, and it's been phenomenal. So that's what LML's about, man. Um, and at the end of the day, I hope you're enjoying it. So my podcast, episode 21, for me to y'all, for those who listening, 
Salud.